You're listening to Episode 7 of Widowcast from Joanne the Life Coach with Joanne Philomena. Welcome, friends. If you're new to this podcast, I invite you to go down to the first episode to work up through the weekly episodes. Episode 00 is a short introduction to the series, but it's a good place to start. I'm trying to keep the episodes recorded, addressing my first year as a widow chronologically so that it follows the progression of events throughout my first year. Then I'll be moving forward with ongoing growth insights and challenges uh, on through my second year as a widow and out into the future. I hope to continue. Something new this week and directly from the heart. I've opened the doors to the very private blog I created right after becoming widowed. I felt that sharing this really raw and emotional start would perhaps serve another widow to know she's not alone. So now I've linked to my website. It's the original WordPress blog that I started as a brand new widow because I wanted to write a letter to Jim. I felt it was time to kind of bear this bit of my soul. It was a scary thing to do. It feels a little like undressing in front of the entire world, <laughs> bare naked. But I thought it was the right thing to do. And I intend to add blog posts regularly now to that. Um, it has um, a couple letters I wrote to Jim. And it has a letter I wrote to my parents and it has an updated post kind of explaining what that all is. If you go to my website, you will find a link to these blogs. You can go to joannethelifecoach.com, J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com, and look for the link on the top menu that says Widow Blog. When you get to that page, there's a heart button at the bottom that'll take you to the page with the blog entries. And you can actually scroll to the bottom of the page with the entries to get down to that very first entry that was a letter to Jim. Okay, I've recently had a birthday, and this year was much easier than my birthday a year ago, as you well might imagine. It was less than three weeks after Jim had suddenly died here at home from a massive cardiac event. And so I was still at that point in time receiving sympathy cards from friends, acquaintances, family members. So when it got to the point that it was the lead up week to my birthday, I was still getting sympathy cards. Now the sympathy cards meant the world to me. I don't know how other widows may feel about receiving those sympathy cards. I'm sure they must feel the same way I did. It was like a warm hug with every card, especially if there was like one little mention of something that Jim said or did or what their connection was to him. It, it was really beautiful and so supportive. But as it grew towards my birthday, I began anticipating maybe getting birthday cards that I would normally get 
from family members or friends. But every day in the mailbox, the card envelopes I opened were still sympathy cards. And as it got closer to my birthday, it really began to feel a little depressing because I wasn't getting the usual happy birthdays. Instead, I was still getting sympathy cards and it was making me feel pretty blue at that point. Um, I mean, I loved the sympathy cards, but somehow each one began to hurt because it was my birthday, darn it. And I really wanted to have my birthday. It was hard enough that I was facing that birthday without Jim. And I'm sure that accounted for a lot of the blue mood, knowing that I was going this one alone. But over uh, the week and up to the day of my birthday, I had only received two cards <laughs> that were birthday cards, and the rest were all sympathy cards. And I can only imagine at that time for friends and family, it might have felt a little weird the idea of sending me a cute little happy birthday card when they knew my husband had just passed away. So I, you know, I don't hold anybody really accountable or feel any animosity about it. I completely understand not knowing what to think or how to feel about someone who's just lost their husband or just lost their wife. And they're having a birthday right on the heels of that. Um, oh, it feels a little odd to send happy birthday, have a great day kind of greeting in, in the midst of that. But really, it was what I needed. But nobody knew that. That's why nobody understood that, hey, I needed happy birthday, Joanne. As it drew closer to my birthday, my birthday was on a Sunday last year, and I went out on Saturday, and I did something I had been thinking about for quite some time. I went to the local music store, and I found a little aqua blue ukulele to buy. And it was a hard decision because I was still kind of in financial crisis frame of mind, having been left with no supportive income outside what I could earn. I did get the job offer, but my new job didn't start until the day after my birthday. So up to that point, I was still without income. So it was really a big deal to me to go spend, I think it was $60 for the ukulele. But I knew I needed to have that because in my mind, how could you be sad if you were playing a ukulele? Just looking at the ukulele made me smile. <laughs> so I bought this little shark ukulele and I brought it home. And I found music and instructions on the internet that I printed out. And I spent my birthday teaching myself how to play that ukulele. Um, not that I mastered it in one day, no, but I, you know, spent the day playing with it, finding other songs, finding instruction on the internet. It really did occupy me and having the ukulele really did lift my spirit somewhat, but Still, that birthday, I was entirely alone the entire day um, playing my ukulele. <laughs> 
My lovely daughter did send an amazing birthday gift, but because my birthday was on a Sunday, it did not deliver until Monday. But that Monday, I was starting my new job, and I got the box from her, and she had bought for me um, all these Kate Spade desk accessories and business folders that were really beautiful, gold stripes and gold polka dots and little post-it notes, and that really lifted me right back up after such a blue day to have that. Before my birthday, earlier... There were beautiful gifts early on, so I know that others were thinking of me. My friend, my dear friend out in Indiana sent flowers when I got the job offer letter to congratulate me on the new job. The same friend also sent the most amazing gourd memorial for Jim. She grows gourds on her farm, and she paints them with real emotion or things that she's just working out in her head. And she selected a gourd to turn into a gourd bowl and she painted it in memorial for Jim. It was really beautiful. And because she knew Jim so well and his relationship with the squirrels and his love of our squirrels, he always kept a large package of peanuts in the house because he would throw the peanuts out for the squirrels and he always fed the squirrels peanuts. He had a particular squirrel that would come sit next to him on the patio table. Um, he named him Fred. Fred would even hang out with our kitty cat at the time, although they tried not to get too close. They would sniff each other's tails underneath the Andorondack chair because they didn't have to look at each other. They could pretend like they weren't really that close. <laughs> so when my friend in Indiana sent the gourd, it was, as I said, beautifully hand-painted. The inside was all painted like gold leaf. And I looked down into it, and she had placed some peanuts inside the gourd, which was so touching to me. And a note saying that the gourd was not meant to be a permanent thing, and it could go out into my garden, and it could slowly disintegrate into the yard with the squirrels and the flowers. So touching, so perfect, that Gord was able to sit out there and slowly break down and disintegrate as my grief began to disintegrate a little bit. All the emotions that swept over me began to break down. So significant. I was so touched that somebody could create something so very perfect at the time. It was a beautiful gift. But the lesson in my birthday last year that was so sad and blue, was really about asking for what you need. When my birthday was coming around this year, I sure didn't want a repeat of as blue as the last birthday was. And I knew that I was going to be spending my birthday all by myself again. My family are on the other side of the country from me. My dear best friend is a couple days drive. <laughs> so I don't really have close family nearby. So I end up alone on my birthday. I pulled together the courage to post on Facebook, a short post, well, maybe not so short, <laughs> saying how I felt last year 
because I was still receiving sympathy cards on my birthday instead of birthday cards. And I asked, I said, everybody needs to step up this year and send me a birthday card, darn it. <laughs> I want birthday cards this year. And oh my goodness, step up, they did. Instead of the usual four or five birthday cards that I would get, I ended up with over 20 beautiful birthday cards saying some of the most beautiful things and tributes in them. Um, one calling me the queen of amazing, which I was so touched. Ah, sorry, I'm back. I had to stop for a minute. I get a little choked up over that. It was such a treasure to receive all those cards and that outpouring this year compared to last year. And I thank every single one of those beautiful friends and family who took the time to pick out a special card and send for me. It made all the difference. You know, it took a lot of courage. It really did to ask for that openly in public that way. And I almost felt shameful, like, oh, this is just scandalously icky, shameful to just put it out there like that. But I overcame all those thoughts and feelings, and I asked for what I needed. And it was amazing. So please, please find the courage right now to ask for what you need. Otherwise, others don't really know. They don't know. They don't know what to say to you, so they end up saying what might sound like inane comments. They sound inane to our ears because of the pain we secretly hold inside. They don't know what to do for you. Truly, they have no idea. They have no idea what you need. If you ask, you will be amazed to see who rushes into your side to do exactly what you need. But first they have to know, you have to ask. And there is nothing shameless about it. It's, there's fear in putting it out there. But if you don't put it out there, others don't know what you need to be taken care of. So do this. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with other widows. Spread the word. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. So email me. You can email me at joanne, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com. Now, go find joy in your life. And if you don't, ask for what will bring you joy today. Until next time. <music>